Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the ever so slightly more liberal than usual tiny room. <laughs> I am the your co. I know I said we weren't going to talk about it, and then I did. Um, I'm your co-host for the podcast, Michael, and I am joined digitally by by uh, Ben. Ben, say hello, Ben. Hello, Ben. Um, yep, yeah, we're, um, we're we're a little bit more liberal. Would you would you like to explain to listeners why why you felt the need to explain that our our country has has loosened the the rather rigorous Catholic necktie that it has around its neck? You wanna, oh, very good, Ben. Do you want to do you want to um, explain that to them there? Not particularly, Ben. I mean, we repealed the old Eighth Amendment there. Uh, yeah. We we stuck it to the man. Presumably, you didn't. I don't, I don't think you. Uh, I postal vote, voted. So. No, I postal voted. I set oh, up my you? postal vote um, last time I was in Dublin. Uh, in very Easter. good, Ben. On on How the very intelligent. It was a, it was a very it was a, do, you, do you know what they're absolute but this doesn't bear this doesn't have anything to do with pop culture but they're absolute tossers you have to be in Ireland to register for a postal vote you cannot apply for the postal vote abroad yes um it's absolute cack um yeah anyway um we repealed the eighth amendment the eighth amendment was a restriction placed by the irish government in 1984 um on our constitutional right to um legally sanctioned abortions um and we got rid of it all together because at the time we had a very uh heavily catholic government um and uh, it caused a bit of consternation and it made us a bit draconian and archaic and um now we've all opted in a massive majority vote to uh repeal the eighth so one of the biggest one of the biggest majority votes ever ben yeah good job us it's very sensitive topic michael it affects a lot of people i suppose suppose Um, not us though with what with our lack of wombs (laughs) <laughs> well, you and I, Michael, um, very often lack the right uh, expertise, criteria, or experience to talk about issues, but it's never stopped us before. Very um, good. <laughs> we are very a pair good, um, Ben. But that being Benjamin. said, well done, Ireland. Good, good job all around there, gang. Um, good job all around. Now, Ben, you know that we usually like to keep this podcast politics free, but I'm going to have to discuss the second political issue of the week now. Go on. And that issue is football can go. And suck an egg. Why Why can football go suck bloody, an egg, Michael? Bloody footballs. Ben, have you heard of a film called The Ant-Man and the Wasp? The Ant-Man and the Wasp, yes. That's that's not what it's called, but you, you've heard of it. Yes. Um, do, do you know the release date for that film, Ben? I don't. Well, in wor- worldwide, Ben, Yes. it's between the 4th and the 6th of July. Okay. Which is uh, three weeks? No, yeah, it's, oh, that's, it's, that's June. No, no, that's it's, June. It's, it's, it's five weeks. A month and a bit. Month and yeah, a bit. Five weeks. Month and a bit. As of the recording, I will, ben, be back in, I will be back in Dublin to watch Ant Man. Oh Ben, oh no, you won't. Oh Here's no, the news. Oh no, in Ireland, it's coming out on the bloody third of August. What? The third of August. But why? The bloody football. Oh, the football. How is the yeah. football affecting? Because I don't know the football people; they have this tournament every four oh, years. Fuckers, exactly. And I, I don't know who has made the decision, but they're they're basically not showing any films while the football is on. That's a in load case people of people don't want to go see the films and they want to watch the football. That's a load of balls. That's a load of I balls. The bloody World Cup, Ben. Why do they call it the World Cup Finals if it happens every four years? It's not final, is it? No, it's that's that's categorically wrong. Also, ben, linguistically speaking, which yeah. country do you think likes footballs more than England? Uh, it Italy. Yes, maybe. although Italy aren't in the world. They're Cup, not in they? it. They fucked it no, up. They're not, There's no a good. Fucking, yeah, yeah. They're refusing um, to talk about it. It's very funny. <laughs> Italy are getting it on the 14th of August. 
On the 14th of August. The 14th of August, six weeks after the international release. Uh, that's horseshit. Ben, um, it's like the bad old days. It's like bloody the Lion King all over again. The Lion King all over again. What, the, what Lion King, the Lion King? Lion King, I think, came out in Ireland four or five months after its American release. Ah, lads. Lads. Ben, it's no good. I, <laughs> I'm very upset. I can see that. How are we supposed think, to review it if we I can't gonna, even fucking see it? I think I'm going to have to fly somewhere. I think I'm going to have to fly somewhere to see a film. I think I might have to fly to Norway or something. Norway will oh, have God. it. Norway will definitely have it. They're not big on the World Cup, I don't think. No. Um, what's, what's football even anyway? Like, like what is it anyway? It's who even watches football? Nobody. Um, nobody. It's a very obscure little sport. Um, so look, Michael, we'll, we'll deal with it when we get to it. We'll deal when we get how, to it. How, Ben? How will we deal with it? I don't have know. To fly to a country to see a film? I, it's dreadful. It's dreadful. I'm not waiting for Ben. I'm not waiting. I'm not. <laughs> Sorry, I'm getting really. No, <laughs> I'm I not mean, waiting four weeks, Ben. <laughs> to be to be fair, it's not a Black Panther. Well, Ben, or, it is a Black Panther. Or an Panther. Infinity War. It's exactly a Black Panther. Well, it's what we thought Black Panther would be. It's one of the smaller side films. Yeah, but I mean, Black Panther turned out to be something a little bit more than than a smaller side film. As it turned out, although this is the first Marvel film, Ben, with a female lead. About time. About, about fucking time. time. So it's another about time moment. About time but, moment. Yeah, but it now won't. we have to wait for it to be about time. Maybe it's something to do with repealing the eighth. Maybe it's punishment from the conservative powers. The conservative Ma- government. The Catholic, it's the Catholic Church and FIFA. They've teamed up <laughs> to ruin me seeing this film. Bloody I knew it was. I knew it was the Catholic Church and the FIFA. I, Seb Seb Blatter, presumably. Seb, his 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 holiness, Seb Blatter. Um, yes. Yeah. Bloody, 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 bloody. Um, yeah, just, just, just bloody disgrace. Speaking of films no, that do man. come out on time, have you seen Solo? Nah, nah. <laughs> Look, me I think either. this is a, this is the, the Star Wars film too far for for me. I I just don't care. Look, I saw a Star Wars film. I know Ben. I I'm like I'm burdened with an intense amount of self awareness, but I know I understand the irony of complaining about having seen a Star Wars film just six months ago and now complaining that I don't get Isn't to see it? the next Marvel film. <laughs> I'm aware of that. <laughs> as long as you're aware, as long as you're aware, there's not a soul, there's not a court in the land that will convict you, Michael. Yeah, look, not so a court in the land I'm that will aware of. You. I'm aware of the irony of that situation, but I don't know. It's just another another Star Wars film. It seems like only a few weeks ago I was watching the first Jedi. Yeah, and I don't, they're just not that good, Michael. I I don't usually uh, listen to Mark Kermode. Are you familiar with Mark Kermode? No, I don't. I'm not. He he's a BBC uh, film oh, reviewer. The name rings a bell. You you'd know him. You'd know him to see yeah. again if you saw his face. You'd know yeah. him. He's got. I'll do. I'll do. A, I'll do a quick. Not. I'll do a quick little. Google, Google. Um, anyway, you, he, he you said of Solo. There. He said of Solo. And I, I'm aware that we are a, a podcast that sometimes reviews movies, and now I'm just quoting another reviewer. That's all right. He said, um, while it was on, it was perfectly fine. Oh. Well, that's not yeah. what you want, is it? <laughs> exactly. Jesus. <laughs> um, fucking singing review there. Um, oh, I do know him. I know him well. I know him well. Um, I know Mark Remote. I'll probably go see Solo at some stage, but I'm in no rush. Yeah, I'm as like in... Bloody, I, I'm not flying to Norway... <laughs> to fucking see it. To see the bloody thing. The, the fuckers. Um, not Norway, the fuckers who are pushing the 
the date. No, Norway's said, lovely. Please said Blatter and the, and the Catholic Church. Said bloody Blatter. Um, is it Seb or Seb? I thought it was Seb. Seb, it is. I think you're right. Um, mm. But I couldn't tell you because I'm, <laughs> I'm not a fan of the ball of foot. Um, no. And I'll have enough. I'll, I'll have enough, to be honest. That's, that's fine. Um, so, yeah. Um, bloody Star Wars. Bloody saturation point. Yep. Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, like, again, the irony of me saying that while wearing a Black Panther t-shirt, complaining about not seeing Ant-Man and recording a podcast about going to going to see the movies. I don't see a I'm correlation. Aware. I'm aware. I don't I'm see aware a correlation there, Michael. I don't know what you're talking about. Do you uh, like my Black Panther t-shirt, Ben? It's very nice, Michael. It's, it's very, very shiny. Nice. It's very shiny. It's, a, it's, a, it's very it's, shiny. It's, very it's shiny. A bright, it's a vibranium weave. I wasn't sure when I was looking at it. It looks a little bit like a, a Thundercats logo it does, or a... It does, or Transformers. Or, or a Voltron or, or something of that ilk. Yeah, um, or very, Transformers, possibly. Very 80s. Very mm, 80s. The 80s are back um, now, Interesting little bit of Black Panther trivia. Um, oh, go on. Ryan Coogler came out this week and said there was one thing that he was really unhappy about in the film. Oh. Um, and that was um, the killing of uh, Ulysses Claw. He oh. really regretted having to kill that character. And he says having to kill that character, um, which means that it was possibly a Marvel mandate to remove the character base to reduce some of the, the expanded universe. But he says he really um, disliked having to kill off that character. He wanted... Oh, that's interesting. I, 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 I like uh, Ben, I, I'm only hearing it now from the first time. It doesn't sound like that to me. It sounds like having to as an artistic choice. Oh, it's, maybe maybe that was it. But he says he 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 regrets it quite a bit. Um, and he said that working with Andy Circus was great because every day he came in, it seemed like he was having the best day of his life, which is a very nice yeah. compliment to give to a performer. Um, yeah. yeah um, but Andy Circus is an all-round good egg, anyway, isn't he? He's just we well. I don't know. We we thought Morgan Freeman was an all-round good egg. Well, he's, he's one of the bad eggs. Oh, for feck's sake! Here we go. Back into the mire. Back. Hang on. I'll get my big wading boots. Hang on. Let's let's just. Just mosey on into the swamp. Um, ben, I I admire your commitment to miming the action of putting on the wading boots, although yeah, no one's watching little, other than me. I did a little, <laughs> did a little, I'm committed, Michael. I'm I'm here for the long Very haul. Very good. Here for Very the long good. haul. Anyway, moving on from there. Yes. Um, are you aware of the expanse, Michael? The expanse, what, the distance between us, Ben. Uh, well, there is, there is, the... there is quite an expanse. I've written a song about it, and Leona Lewis is uh, going to perform it later on in the show. Um, but also, also, yes. uh, it's it's a space opera show, um, classic. It used to be on the Sci-Fi Channel, S Y F Y, not Sci-Fi. Sci-Fi, yeah. Sci-Fi, which is very close to syphilis when you say it that way. Yeah. Um, it was cancelled, much to the chagrin of many, uh, many of you, because um, it's quite popular. Um, mm-hmm. And a couple of weeks ago, we discussed how Lucifer um, and Brooklyn Nine-Nine have received massive, massive fan backing to be renewed yes. on, on, different, um, on different networks. So Brooklyn Nine-Nine has been taken back with NBC. Lucifer yep. has been picked up by, I'm not sure who, I'll have to check that. But, Go on. but... Go the Expanse on. has received yes. the same treatment and has been picked up by Amazon Prime. Amazon. Amazon. Um, Amazon, which is very, very interesting. I think those three things are culturally significant for a bunch of reasons. Because first of all, um, I am a firm believer in that um, fan bases should not have a choice in how their content is created. Um, very, very interesting. For, for example, when you and I um, spoke about... Um, when you and Ant-Man. I spoke about no, um, 
Nazi cap. Nazi caps in America. Um, oh, did we talk about that? And he received many death threats. Do you recall this? This is a while ago, a couple of episodes yeah, yeah, ago. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Secret Empire. And I think that was a really interesting example of when a fan base um, attacks someone for changing something in a way that they don't like. And we've had this discussion before about how we don't like um or how i don't like maybe i I can't really remember your thoughts yeah you don't speak for me yeah i don't speak for you um but how i don't like when a fan base dictates what you can do i mean this 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 kind of this kind of issue can be seen across the board in things like rick and morty and stuff like that um which has also been renewed to massive appeal actually yeah 70 episodes is that a joke i it has to be a joke that's a lot of bollocks i i suspect that's a joke yeah it has to be otherwise it's just a disgrace um i don't know how you get 70 episodes more out of rick and morty no that doesn't that doesn't make a lot of sense to me but doesn't make a lot of sense that's another seven seasons seven seasons in a movie um yeah but um no it was just interesting that these fan bases are now deciding how a network um does things and interestingly enough this week in conjunction with that um the head of one of the major broadcasting networks in america said it's time to do away with the nielsen rating system oh very good um because apparently it's simply not reflecting how people watch television anymore which i think is very of course not yeah it's it's a bit mad isn't it really so it's interesting it's interesting um and all of the time when america is currently in the death grips of whether or not they're going to repeal net neutrality um, oh yeah, it's back. It's back. It's net, with the net's neutral again. I think. I think they. I think the Democrats banded together and bloody bloody had a go. They um they were having none of it. They put your man um Newt Gingrich. No, not Newt Gingrich. Um, that's the only American politician I know. That's because it's an amazing name. It sounds like a Al bloody J.K. Rowling character. Um, no, Ajit Pai, the chairman of the Federal Communications Commission, which is the FCC. Um, they put him on trial, asked him a bunch of questions, and basically um, pared him down to a, a bloody pencil. And um, I think it's I think it's back. I Yay! Think it's back. Um, it was supposed to be repealed on the... Uh, I think it was the 10th. And then they organized to have a vote on the 16th and it's back um, so that will affect even more how people watch television and things like that um, so more Netflix it hasn't been confirmed yet um, so yeah it's um, yeah they're still trying to get it back it hasn't been confirmed yet but it's interesting um, it's interesting anyway um, at the same time Ben we're having the GDPR here in Europe which is also affecting the internet in a rather big way uh what's the oh this is the this is why i'm getting emails from companies buying please don't break up with us yes Weird exactly fucking emails that i keep getting um from every company yeah it's it's bizarre yeah. this is having widespread For, implications probably some girls as well ben yeah, probably probably um i heard an interesting thing to do with consent of of uh face uploading um yeah which is very interesting, and I'm very curious to see how that will affect um, photographers. Yeah, very interesting, um, seeing as you are a photographer, Ben. Um, also, also, Ben, I think I now need your express written consent to keep your face in the Michael and Benjamin's podcast logo. I'll, I'll uh, DHL it to you as soon as possible. Um, Sweet, excellent. Yeah. Ben, let's talk about another thing. Go on, I'm anyway. a little um, bit off topic there. So, yeah, um, Michael, this week you started a brand new segment on our Instagram. Oh, did I? Um, yes, you started a, a weekly roundup of, of, of comic books. Oh, then maybe it was my assistant. Oh, it was your... Ah, yes, well, we have hired... Um, Terry has been around for a while now. 
great kid. Yeah. Um, a lot yeah. of get up and go. Um, Just one hand. He mostly polishes action figures. Um, yeah. But I mean, occasionally he does an L Insta. Um, he's a great kid. Um, Good old Terry the intern. Uh, Terry the intern, Tintern. Um, big fan of him over here at Michael and Benjamin's podcast. Shout out to Terry. Well done, lad. Um, yeah, so he started a bloody weekly roundup. I think he just likes yep. going through your stuff, to be honest, and taking pictures yeah, of it. Yeah, he does. Uh, no, Ben, I just came back. I came into the house. I said, here's the comics I bought this week, Terry. I threw them at him, and he started reading. And I said, not for you. <laughs> for the internet. And then you sprayed him with the hose again. And um, I sprayed him with the hose, and he said, yes, master. I uh, put them on the internet. But one of the ones that really caught my eye here, Michael, um, yep. was the Sherlock Frankenstein cover. Because it's bloody oh, great. Oh, very good. It's bloody great. Yeah, it's a very nice cover, um, isn't it? I love a bit of Dave Rubens. Um, oh, sorry, I dropped my phone. I love Dave Rubens' art. Um, I think it's really uh, graphic. I think it's really animated. And I think it's um, almost, for me, perfect comic book art. Um, oh, it's right up there with interesting. Becky Cloonan on Saga. I think it does everything you need to do. It's not overly exaggerated. It's not hold on, Ben. Hold on a second. On. You keep talking. I'm just going to make I'll some noise talking. while I go get. I'm going to go get um, Frankenstein so I can have a look. That's all right. Um, but I think he has a really nice kind of semi-animated, semi-realistic style. Um, I think it suits comic books almost perfectly. He's also great at the L colors. They're very vivid. Oh, mad for colors, Ben. Uh, as I said on on Instagram. I was a bit late to the Black Hammer party. I, mm. For some reason, I thought it wasn't a superhero thing. And that wouldn't put me off. Oh, there it is. That wouldn't put me off um, reading something, obviously. What a cover, though. It's great, isn't it? Is it that, is, is, spectacular. Is that, is that the trade paperback? That's the trade paperback, Ben. Ah, Strongly I recommend it. I, I got it from our, our friends at Dublin City Comics and Collectibles. Not, uh, not sponsored content. Not sponsored content. I think I will be picking up the whole collection when I get... Back. A nice hardback. Yeah, very um, good. Because I went on, on, having read that and enjoyed it thoroughly, because it's very well written and very interesting. Mm-hmm. Having enjoyed that thoroughly. I love a Jeff Lemire, by the way. Jeff Le- Black Hammer is, is the brainchild of Jeff Lemire, by the way. Yes. Um, and it's another one of those, sorry to cut across you, it's no, another it's one right. of those things, a little bit like the, the Invincible. Oh, the, the um, Invincible. It's another one where a creator has had a slightly derivative idea. It is slightly derivative. Is yeah, Invincible is basically uh, Superboy. Ooh, I never Black, looked at it that way. Good man. Yeah, for sure it is, yeah. Superboy, if his, he knew his dad and his dad turned out to be a bit of a bad egg. Bad egg. And uh, the, the, the Black Hammer is basically... It's a lot like a Kingdom Come or, or a, any sort of deconstruct... Even Watchmen, in a sense. But any sort of deconstruction of the superhero teams of old... But where I'm going with this is yeah, that yeah. They both, they're both strong enough series that not only do they kind of expand beyond that uh, initial idea, mm. they've both spawned spin-offs, lots and lots of spin-offs, and created their own little universe. Yeah, no, I mean, it's, it's, it's interesting because, I mean, we've had, we've had our Watchmen's, we've had our bloody, mm-hmm. um, our bloody, when my brain works, hang on. Oh, I can't remember. Yeah. Um, I can't remember what it's called. Uh, bloody Tell Mark me. Miller, uh, the, the Ultimates? No, 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 not not an Ultimates. It's not a deconstruction. It's the bloody superheroes band together to win. Why can't no. I remember this? Don't um, know because I don't know what you're talking there about. There was that then. bloody terrible movie with James McAvoy and Angelina Jolie based on it. Wanted. Wanted. There we go. Thank you. Um, I mean, we've done these deconstruction things a million times in a million different ways. And mm-hmm. to be fair, I read the first six issues of of Black Hammer, and then I kind of forgot about it. Um, yes. Because I didn't really give them a fair read, I don't think. Um, but where I think 
Jeff Lemire is doing a better job is it's it's just a very interesting kind of twisted um premise I suppose um, yeah, it's a great little it's a great little premise it's it's a wonderful the whole little idea of the American graphic thing yeah mm. it's great but then um Sherlock Frankenstein doesn't have much to do with that it, obviously no, because that's still in the superhero world exactly but I, it's it's excellent it's just um, really very good I think what I think what definitively one of the things that that kind of grinds my gears about the L Watchmen, um, mm-hmm. if I can say that having having been very late to the Watchmen party, having not been born when it first came out, you weren't alive. Then, um, I wasn't even alive. Um, it's very gritty, um, yes. in that eighties style, very noir, and I, I love an L noir. Um, but you get very tired of the oh god, I'm an alcoholic. I used to be a hero, <sighs> and where I think. Um, Black Hammer kind of surpasses that is it's it's far more just regular issues starting to bother these people and it's not as grim and gritty. You have your classic alcoholic characters and whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. it's it's just not as grimy or something. There's something far more human about the way that Lemire and uh, Dean Ormston does the the art for that one. And Dean Ormston is very like a Kelly Jones in that his art is very elongated and dark and gothic. It's very like Jay Lee, you know Jay Lee. Yes, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So it's very yeah, similar in all those styles, but with a very uh, American Gothic kind of twist. I dig it especially big time. when, Especially when he's doing Barbalian. Barbalian is great. Um, very Jay Lee. I also like the way he's combined DC and Marvel together. Um, yeah. I think, I think that makes it even, even better. Because you have... Uh, do you want to go through them? Is there a point? Yeah, no, well, you, you, we might as well. Look at you. We've got another five minutes. Um, I, what I really liked was uh, what's his name Abraham Slam Abraham Slam is great because he's just Abraham a- Slam's origin story is fantastic he tries to join the military yeah. and um, he's too small and too skinny and then a, a, a doctor approaches him and says I can help you and you think he's going to inject him with a super soldier yeah. serum like Captain America and then it just shows three pages of him working out and learning to fight <laughs> yeah. it's great and that's the end of it yeah it's <laughs> just um it's very like he's he's far more like Wildcat from the JSA, um, yes. I think than than that. Uh, Black Hammer is exceptionally interesting in that it's a combination of Jack Kirby's Fourth World and Bloody Thor. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like it's a nice slap together of those two. I the one that fascinates me more than anything is um, the bloody the bloody dragonfly lady, Lady Dra- Madam Dragonfly. Madam Dragonfly, because she combines a lot of the DC extended. The yeah. cabin is very much your house of mystery. House of Silence or House touch of Whispers. Of thing as well. Yeah, there's a touch of swamp. There's a big swamp thing. Like, that's very much DC's occult yeah. end of things. There's just very being... little Marvel in her. Yeah, no, there's there's almost none. Um, and then we have our bloody Barbalian, who's just the Martian Manhunter by any other mm-hmm. name. Um, and you've but got your Shazam. You've got your Shazam in Golden Girl. Um, yeah. she, so I, I, and then, oh, the one I really liked was um, a character that you don't hear much from anymore in DC, which is Adam Strange. Um, that's who the Colonel, Colonel uh, Weird is. Colonel Weird, yeah. Yeah. Um, that's, he's a kind of Adam Strange throwback to that wonderful 60s genre of just obscure interdimensional travel. Um, yeah, but I, I dig it big time. I've, I've even gone so far as to read the second volume now. I'm, I'm halfway through the second volume. Uh, well, no, I'm completely caught up in the second volume. Age of Doom. Have you have you read that? No, I actually haven't read Age of Doom. I'm waiting for that to be collected. Anyway, they expand the universe a little bit more. Um, yeah, I'm very excited. And it gets very there's a there's a dead man pastiche 
in there. Oh, very good. Um, That's right on our wheelhouse. Yeah, uh, right in our wheelhouse. Uh, go check out that episode there down below, ladies and gentlemen. Plug. Um, anyway, um, it got me thinking because um, Jeff Lemire often about, goes off and does these these little obscure projects. Um, mm-hmm. And this combined with the, the recent kind of fan input again into how they want to consume content and stuff like that got me thinking michael i'm, I'm a big fan of the internet over here michael and um, yes you are I, I i love i love the old internet and i'm more fascinated with how the internet is kind of helping or allowing creators to come up with new forms of fiction um that are not really um restricted by the gatekeepers of old media um, Oh, so if you want oh. to go if you want the to go and make gatekeepers of old media, well, I mean, oh, that's, is it? That's you mean the are. cocaine, cocaine-fueled lunatics of Hollywood? Ad execs who think they understand people. Um, I, I think we're, I think we're living in an interesting time. You wearing your Black Panther T-shirt. Um, I think we're living in an interesting time where more than ever, I think uh, TV executives and film executives are, are just being shown how completely out of touch with the world they actually are, um, or can be, or can be. Um, and I, I think it's not that's all really, of them. It's not all of them. No, absolutely not. But I think it's interesting with people pitching that we get rid of the Nielsen system, etc., etc., etc. Well, I mean that's very interesting for us, Michael, because as as Europeans, we don't have any effect on the Nielsen rating system, and so we're very much at the mercy of a foreign audience that doesn't get us. And yeah, and um, as someone who um, let's imagine that someone, neither of us, obviously, but uh, some people probably. Most of what they watch is pirated material. Yeah, absolutely. Um, because because of the way distribution works, and especially in Ireland, really taken into effect. And yeah, and I mean, remember we had to fly over to the USA to download the Hulu app to be able to watch Runaways. That got bloody expensive. That was it, very expensive. I mean, that more than anything is why I'm living in a bin. Um, that's that's the main reason that I, I live in a skip. Um, and your Oscar the Grouch esque <laughs> demeanor. I only have a microphone to my name. I'm doing this on my phone. Um, but uh, yeah, no, it's it's interesting. But it it, you know, I I look at networks like Adult Swim, yes, um, and they were very much like a uh, not a vanguard, but a, a precursor to this kind of idea of just letting a creator run with an idea. And comic books have been doing that much longer than television has. Mm-hmm. Um, and Jeff Lemire is a good example of that. Jeff Lemire kind of goes off and writes these things. Um, but you can find these all over the place. You have your your Jason Aarons. You have your Jeff Lemire's. Your Robert Kirkman. Your Kirkmans. Um, mm-hmm. And they get to go off and do the little series. And now um, yes. platforms like YouTube are allowing uh, a new form of that. Michael, you're a recovered scientist. I am a recovered scientist. I've you're been clean for 10 years. Absolutely. More, um, more you're doing very well. Uh, you Thanks rarely man. you rarely fall off the bandwagon. I'm mm-hmm. very, very proud of you. Um, yeah, well, look, I licked a Petri dish last week. Oh, Michael. Not to do with science. I know. Just... You just felt like, yeah, I know. I know, buddy. Um, but what I want to draw your attention to as a recovered scientist, have you heard of super science, friends? Well, Ben... Is this a real question or is this a... a no, this is a, this is a false question because we know that... Oh, well then, no, Ben. What is it? Uh, Super Science Friends is a great <laughs> um, little... Well done, Michael. I'm so proud of you. Um, is a great little um, mini show um, mm-hmm. that's, that's kind of interesting. It's animated um, yes. and it's created by a guy called... Oh, I can't find his second name. Um, John. Brett. Terry the oh, intern. I'm not going to find it at all. 
Damn it, this is going to be very irritating. Oh, man, he doesn't have his name up anywhere, Tosser. Um, I'm looking here like crazy. Um, but anyway, it's Canadian. It is a. set in... Uh, it's, it's on YouTube. It's not going anywhere else. Um, and it's bizarrely wonderful in, in what Look. it is. Um, it's a series that features around a bunch of scientists from different time eras. Um, mm-hmm. And they've been brought together by Winston Churchill... To travel yes. to time and fight yes. Nazis. Um, uh, among other things. So, among other things, but predominantly Nazis, occasionally the Catholic Church. Um, <laughs> and, and Russians. And Thomas Edison. Um, yeah, but the, the super team consists of um, Charles Darwin, whose superpower yes. is shape-shifting into any animal. Um, mm-hmm. Marie Curie, whose superpower is being exceptionally radioactive. Yes. Um, Nikola Tesla... <laughs> Who uses a series he's of? He's a master of electricity. He's a master of electricity. Uh, your your Sigmund Freud, um, who has uh, psychological powers, obviously. Um, only only related to sex, though. Only related to sex. Yes. Um, and then I can't remember the name of the other woman. Um, Tabuti. Tabuti. I don't. I'm not sure who that's based on. I wouldn't know who that was based on. But she's a great character. She's a cavewoman chemist, alchemist. Well, then I can tell you if you want. Go on, I please. That would be fantastic. Uh, Tabuti was from, oh God, I don't know where, where uh, Sumatra. Sumatra. Anyway, okay. recorded on tablets as a perfume maker and the first, like the kind of history's first chemist. Michael, that's fascinating. I don't know if it is Sumatra. That's uh, Anyway, that's, somewhere that's, really old. That's still bloody fascinating. Um, mm, very good that's really cool thank you for filling that in i had no idea um but yeah it's it's this great series and oh and then of course teenage einstein who has super speed um and is because amazing. he understands that time is relative then. he understands that time is relative and that lets him just skip those rules um it's this amazing series um it is fanated uh it's animated by a woman called katie jones she's the lead character designer and animator on super science friends and she has this mm-hmm. really nice uh, clean animation style. The episodes are getting longer and longer each time they come up, which is really nice. Interesting, isn't it? Yeah. Like the first one was only five or six minutes, and then the last one was... Uh, 24. 24, 24 minutes, 25. Yeah. Um, yeah, but I mean, the Patreon's doing okay. It's 660 a month, which is a decent budget for a completely uh, fan-created kind of show. Um, but it's interesting. I think it's very good, personally. Um, Babylonian Mesopotamia. Babylonian Mesopotamia, there you go. I did an um, internet search. I think it's very good. I don't know what you think of it. Did you watch much of it? Ben, I watched, like like we were talking about before the podcast this week, by, by posting Insta about Black Hammer, I gave you the gift of Black Hammer because you went back and rewatched it and you had an enjoyment. This week you gave me the gift of Super Science Friends. Yeah, it was very good. I think it's very good. Um, it features around them and... Um, it's just a great series. It's just beautifully animated. The voice acting is great. Um, it's really obscure and very niche. Um, but it's very much in that anarchic style of original Adult Swim content and, you know, not caring about a single rule. Uh, spoilers for the first episode. Um, yes. They travel back in time to save Isaac Newton. And, yes. And... Um, Albert Einstein is completely in awe of Isaac Newton. Um, mm-hmm. But the episode ends with him exploding his brain with a yep. high-speed apple. Accidentally killing him. It's really, yeah, very humorous. Him. So that, that should give you a rough idea of the tone of the show. Um, ben, when I, when I was watching it, uh, there were... Can I... Can, look, this might be a bit controversial. Yeah. I really did like it. 
but yeah. I didn't love it. It okay. didn't rock my world. Okay. Um, it's it's very good. It's very enjoyable, but it's not something I'll be the first to hop on every time there's a new episode. I'll yeah. definitely watch every new episode, but it, I actually preferred the other thing you recommended. I, I enjoyed that even more, but we'll talk about that in a few minutes. Okay. I can see you um, about to say it. Don't say it yet. No, okay. I was about um, to say it, but uh, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll hold off on that. Um, uh, but I mean, hold on. Where where was I going? I was going somewhere. Yeah, you. Um, it wasn't so, your favorite thing. No. Oh no. There was. A, I could see influences seeping through it. Oh yeah. Um, I know it's been around for a while, but it very much reminds me of something we talk about fairly often on the podcast, which was Gravity Falls. Yes, it's very Gravity Fallsy. There's a lot of Gravity Falls mm. to it, but a little bit more adult. They get the occasional swear word in there as well. Oh, they do. Big heads time. explode. Yeah. Um, but altogether, very enjoyable. They do a thing which I really like, which is a pop-up video version of every episode. What's Have you watched that? No, I haven't. They do. The, the actual creators do it. They a few months seemingly after the episode has aired, they'll air it again, but with little information boxes that pop up explaining what everything is and why. Oh, that's very cool. How it, it? Rela- it's very good. Now you have to see the episode first, or else it just ruins it. But it's it's very enjoyable. That's very good. Um, my favorite one was the episode where uh, uh, Edison steals <laughs> Tesla's patent. Yes. So Tesla's having this. Uh, he's retelling the story, and his machine breaks down. And he says, I'll just consult my patent to see how to fix it. And the pop-up box pops up and says, obviously, in real life, you would consult a schematic, not a patent. But we needed to find a way to get a patent into this scene for Edison to steal. It's like, yes. Yes. That is exactly the sort of pedantry that I want in a web series. <laughs> that's, I, I love that that's the creative process that went on Absolutely. behind the scene of that scene. Absolutely. Well, I think we live in this wonderful age of kind of very meta creation um, in that people that do this kind of thing are, are generally very clever. I would imagine the guy that created this series, uh, Brett, um, Brett, Brett something or other, um, Brett something or other, we will, I will fix that and put it in the video. Um, I would imagine he's quite a clever man. Um, him and his writing team seem to be very good at little in-jokes and, and niche throwaways. And I think, interestingly enough, that you touched on the pop video, I, I think that platforms like YouTube give you a brand new way of sharing mm-hmm. your content with mm-hmm. your fan base. Um, and it's, it's doing quite well. Um, Although for not a, bloody amazingly. No, like, for a semi-regular... Less than a million views. Yeah. For a semi-regular thing, it's only 82,000 subscribed. Um but we will definitively include a link down below this time, um, and we'll have to we'll have to try and and push that around. Yeah, I, get them like we'll probably be able to get them like six or seven more subscribers. <laughs> two, sure, they'll appreciate two, it. You're a being friend very... of mine, Ben, a friend of mine has a video where he rescues a fox. Yes, and that's got two million views. Oh, um, so it's interesting that something which so much love i'm not saying that the rescuing a fox video isn't interesting of course it is but it's something which has received so much love and effort and originality and energy and time and it's not being rewarded in the and it doesn't it doesn't feed the youtube algorithm as much as a lunatic screaming while playing a video game yeah it's a shame isn't it it is in a way a shame that's that's the that's the i suppose the dark side of of this new age of of creator content is that there, there, a lack of taste seems to be no barrier. Um, ah, now Ben, now come on now. No, in come terms of no, but in terms of creative. Don't pro- be an old man. Okay, ben. no, no, I don't mean it like that. What I mean is the, the creative process behind certain forms of content um, right. 
seems to be a little lacking. Um, well, like a friend of mine said, uh, he was shocked the other week to come home from work and find his uh, his tween daughter mm. watching her favorite YouTuber going through the contents of his fridge. I mean, there you go. Like, uh, and I'm and not that video had millions of views. I'm not besmirching. Um, I'm not besmirching well, uh, fridge well, reviews. Um, but I'm saying there's a little discrepancy between the amount of effort put into something like Super Science Friends mm-hmm. and going through the shite in your fridge. <laughs> my fridge is mostly empty, Ben. Maybe um, we should do an episode on that. I've just got women in my fridges. Oh, very um, good. Very meta-referential. I really enjoyed that. Boom. Um, yeah, so... Um, yeah, I don't, I don't know. Like That's an interesting dark side to it. But... Um, that's mm-hmm. not the only thing I shared with you this week, Michael. Um, the the good friend, the good people over at Super Science Friends. Um, the nice thing about this culture of um, kind of uh, non contracted creative uh, creatives is that they help yes. each other. Um, and good. one of the major collaborations um, that these guys do um, is with another YouTuber called Lord Bung, which is a terrible name. Bung B U N G, which is a right. terrible, 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 terrible name for someone um but he creates a series as well lord bung creates a series called containment confinement confinement is it confinement oh goodness that's very embarrassing um confinement um and he's he's very interesting he again is another independent animator um again very much in the style i suppose of adult swim or something like that um you know, he's a, a lesser-known creative, and he comes along and does stuff like that. Anyway, confinement centers around um, uh, a very interesting character, um, and we don't really get a lot of information in the first episode. The first episode is called The Cannibal, and it just features a very normal American guy in an orange jumpsuit, and he goes in and he talks to this huge, hulking... I think, I think he's Canadian. Ogre. Oh, is he Canadian? Is this another Canadian? Yeah. Hang on, let's find out. Um, he is. No, there's not much about him in his about section. It just said storyboard well, animations he, or something. He's at least a quarter Inuit, so he's probably Canadian. Oh, he's a quarter Inuit. Yes, he probably is. I forgot about that. Anyway, sorry, Ben. A, I'm being a bit that's, of a that's bit all of right. today. I don't mind you being a pedant, Michael. If, <laughs> if it makes you happy, you, Look, pe- does, ben. you pedant away. Um, he is doing much better in the Patreon sphere. So, Super Science Friends is receiving about six hundred and sixty. Uh, dollars a month he receives a whopping 15 or 1600 a month oh wow um for his content um yeah. still though ben that's probably just about enough for a person to live on that's that's more than enough for a person to live on i would have thought just about enough for a person to live on but not uh, i mean i suppose yeah that's probably enough you, but, but I, mean, I mean like you do that you do that by the full year that's that's 1200 minimum and then right. you add up all your little 600 so 600 by 12 i don't do maths michael give me a hand there I don't even know what you're getting at. No, just in terms of breaking down how much did it cost him to live, depending on his rent or whatever. Oh yeah, that's, that's like all right. Maybe maybe he lives with his parents. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's a it's a it's it's enough for like it's probably about as much as an office worker makes in Canada. Absolutely, but he's happy and he gets to create content that he really really likes. Do you know what mm-hmm. I mean? So that that's the big difference. There is that he gets to he gets to enjoy that. Um, he gets to enjoy doing what he does. Um, now this this series, Ben, of the two that you recommended to me, I really like. This so, one. so you really like this one? Okay, I figured you might prefer 
this one uh, a little bit more, actually. I was hoping Super Science Friends might tickle, pique your fancy or tickle your interest. But I, I well, kind it did, of figured... Ben. I'm, I'm, I've now subscribed to it and I'll watch every episode. Yeah. But it might have been, in fact, that you sent both of them to me and I just enjoyed this one so much more that it, it made Super Science Friends seem a little bit paler in comparison. Well, but... will, you, will you tell me what you liked about it, Michael, please? Ben, it's bloody... It's very good. I, I think... Overall, the production quality is lower than Super Science Friends. Oh, it is, absolutely. It's, a, it's simpler animation. Yeah. Uh, it's getting better the, every episode, though. That's true. Uh, the The guest voices aren't always uh, up to the same quality as the... Absolutely not. ...as the main cast. Absolutely and not. Even the, audi- the audio quality sometimes goes up and down as well, which, yeah. you know, as people who make content, we, we know what that struggle is bloody like. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, we've had we. What do you mean? We've we've never had. Um... Sometimes you forget to turn your mic on, Ben. Remember, remember those two episodes where you didn't turn your mic on? I haven't actually checked to see if I have my mic on no, today. No. no, I do. I do. Oh, thank God, that would have been so awkward. Um, I do. It's fine. Um, no. So what I really like about it is, in fact, I'm going to throw this back over to you to explain it. But I really like the SCP. Yeah. Aspect of this series. So this this is this is fascinating go on keep going anyway well no that's what i like about it i like the kind of little mystery of the week how they're almost left entirely unsolved they're great um, yeah it's it's they're, you know go on it's a horror uh sci-fi uh hybrid and it's just great um so just to give a little more premise to what what this series is actually about the main character possibly half canadian um possibly full canadian is mm-hmm. immortal um yep. And every time he dies, his old body is left to rot, deteriorate, and do whatever. And a new body just pops up in its place. Um, yeah, it's very good. It's, it's very clean, and it makes for some great comedic moments. Um, yep. It's really nice that he doesn't regenerate, so you don't have to do any of that. He can just leave his body if he dies once and keep going. Do you know what I mean? Yep. His body just comes back. Um, and later on, that kind of limitation is explored a lot more. It's very interesting. Um, but he basically is a test subject for this shady shadowy government organization um and what that is is the scp Uh, scp stands for secure contain and protect and basically it's just like you said mystery of the week it's they're strange creatures that get different classifications and whatever um and when i watched this i was like how is this guy so creative how is this guy so um where is he coming up with these ideas where is he coming up with these ideas and then i realized it's not just him, Michael, because no. he is borrowing from an even bigger collective um, called the SCP Foundation. The SCP Foundation is a wiki page. Um, I like a wiki, Ben. Have you have you checked out the wiki page? Ben, I kind of, I was very grateful to you. And I've heard of the SCP before, in yes. fact, and I, I was aware of it. But I'm grateful and annoyed at you because I basically wasted my whole weekend reading <laughs> no SCP entries. Yeah. <laughs> oh, and I excellent. thoroughly enjoyed it, but... Yeah, complete ways of living. So it's great, but this this so the SCP is is basically um, a kind of collective fiction collaboration project. Um, I guess Ben, do us a favor for a second. Would you talk about the creative aspect of it, and then I'll say a couple of things about the actual oh, absolutely, because monsters you're, and stuff. You're way more of a you're way more an expert in that. So basically, what it is um, is the SCP is secure, contain, and protect, and they're mm-hmm. like. Um, I suppose dossiers or breakdowns of case files and they're written in a very um, kind of formal scientific action so, report yeah, yeah. yeah kind of like that so 
I'm, I'm going to read a little bit from the page here because it's quite interesting. Okay. Um, the SCP Wiki is a collaborative urban fantasy writing website uh, about the fictional SCP Foundation. What I think is really important about this is that they really stress that this is fiction. Yeah. Um, you read their FAQs. Yeah, their FAQ. They, they are very much against anyone going on about it as if it's a real thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and they don't, they don't want your paranormal stories. They don't want any of that crap. What they want is fiction. Um, mm-hmm. And I think that's what really draws me to this SCP collaboration project. Um, when you read, there are other examples of this on the internet. This is by no means the first example of something like this. There's uh, creepypasta. There's creepypasta. There's paranormal stories and things like that. They're on Reddit. The problem I have with those is there are some people on there that claim that these are real things or you know things that actually happen to them, etc., etc., etc. I don't. I, I I don't have a problem with that, Ben. I think that's a form of storytelling. Mm, for me, it, it just doesn't sit well with with me personally. I suppose more than that. Um, but for me, I love yes. this because it's it's pure fiction, and they really really want to push that. Um, so there there and are it's quality as well. They're really passionate about quality. Yeah, they they're every entry is renewed uh, or reviewed and kind of kept to a very rigorous standard they have a whole writing guide on how you have to write these things um mm. and then they have you know it's just great i just really enjoy it um one of the great things is the mission statement um so the mission statement on the website is operating clandestine and worldwide the foundation operates beyond jurisdiction empowered and entrusted by every major national government with the task of containing anonymous uh, anomalous uh, objects entities or phenomena these anomalies pose a significant threat to global security by threatening either physical or psychological harm and there's even Mm -hmm. more information you know physical or psychological harm these objects or these anomalies or these phenomenon they're so varied anomaly but I mean they're amazing like this kind of fiction you have cursed objects you have weird gateways to other dimensions like there's cosmic yeah. horror elements there's yeah. there's classic horror elements yeah it's, it's just great like it's just such a varied thing um and they do them in series so they have series one which is there one to nine four thousand of there them are then. four thousand of them at this point but each one has been reviewed and i think that's fascinating um so when you look at these Mm-hmm. Uh, when you look at these, you have different things. You have object classes. Um, so they have three object classes. Uh, well, no, they don't have three object classes, but they have... Um, it's five different um, classes for how dangerous uh, an SCP is. They're referred yeah. to as SCP-102 or SCP-whatever. Mm-hmm. They have a number and a thing. So safe class um, are anomalies that are safely contained. So they've been locked down and there's no problem. Mm-hmm. Then you have uh, Euclid or Euclid. I, I don't know how to Euclid. pronounce Euclid, thank you. What does that mean? Euclidean. Which yeah. non, Non-Euclidean. It's a geometry thing. It's, it's about whether things make sense in regards to real physics okay cool um yeah so these are that actually fits with the description euclid classes of scp are anomalies that require more resources to contain completely or where containment isn't always reliable so your teleporters mm-hmm. or your quantum beings um uh, i suppose mark the main character of this series would probably fall under something like that he's not particularly probably, dangerous yeah. he, he doesn't make sense but he's quite hard to contain and they can't figure mm-hmm. out what makes him tick then you have keter or Keter, Keter, I think. Yeah, I don't know. Um, 
except exceedingly difficult to contain consistently or reliably with containment procedures often being extensive and complex um so i think a good example of that might be the strange tape from um the second episode um oh, that causes that was, that was a very good episode that was very annihilation-esque to me wasn't it where yeah. where an object kind of influences its environment in a big way just go look at these episodes they're great uh after- well then it's interesting that you say that because uh, annihilation very much could be a, a, a realistic take on an scp type episode absolutely absolutely like uh, I, I was I, I really enjoy them um so moving on from there you have your fourth class which is uh thaumiel um anomalies that the foundation uses to contain or counteract other scps um mm. so again mark would probably fall into this classification as well as he's often used to talk or communicate with entities that other people can't because they keep dying he's yeah because he's immortal um because he's immortal and he very good die. conceit for a series as well um i mean he's great he's he works really really well um you have all the danger of these things and you have a character that can keep coming back for more. Um, and mm-hmm. then you have neutralized. Um, so these are SCPs that have been destroyed uh, or disabled in some form. Benjamin, my favorite one was the paddling pool. Mm. Have you read the paddling pool? I don't know. No, I, I can't haven't remember read the it. number. It's read the one. paddling pool that sends people to all the places. Um, it's a child's paddling pool, mm-hmm. but it's indestructible. And it has a liquid in it that glows and it changes color when it glows and if someone steps on it when they when it's glowing with less than 34.7 kilograms of stuff with them okay it teleports them to one of 12 places on a continuous cycle okay and three uh, four of the places are in space they're out at the moon okay and the other places are fairly useless places like one is in the ocean one is above the gobi desert wow so there's kind of no point to it amazing uh but they use they've built facilities at the points which are on earth which could be used for emergency evacuation wow but you have to send a person to each point to get it to move on to the next one so let's say you had four valuable scientists you wanted to evacuate you would have to send the scientists to the gobi desert send some loser into space to die oh god send the next scientist to the sahara send some other loser into space to die man send... and the cool thing was the the little footnote at the end of it was discovered in california after reports of missing children so I mean, some of these children got sent to the Gobi Desert some, and some of them are just tiny little bodies floating in space oh between God. Earth and the moon but I mean it's it's fascinating I'm like it really is like a, a, a spiritual successor almost to something like the Twilight Zone um, <laughs> it's, it's fantastic and it spawned like I said confinement is not the only um, confinement is not the only series that has been based on this there's, a, there's another YouTube channel called The Vulgan um, right. And he does little videos, not unlike what we do with our podcast, Michael, but he reads different entries right. as as kind of a recording, um, mm. like a government style recording. And he has sound effects for tapes and things like that. And, you know, audio footage of the different things interacting. 
you know, audio recovered from the scene. They're great mm-hmm. and they have um, fan art and things like that um, that go with the video. So very much what, what we do with our videos where we give relevant information to different things. But he has a logo created that moves a motion graphic for the SCP Foundation. Very good. It's, it's great. The, the Volgan, is it? it the Volgan. Ben, did you, I'll send it on did to you, you after this. Did you read the one about the, the spooky face that floats at the bottom of all the stairs? No. <laughs> I don't know. Again, I don't know what the number is, but it's about a spooky face. And it's basically an infinitely descending stairway. Oh, excellent. Um, and as you're going down, you can hear the sound of a child screaming for help. And it sounds about 200 meters below you. But as you descend, it seems to be descending with you. And it just keeps on going and going and going and going. And then eventually you just see a spooky face floating in front of you. And you go, oh, there's a spooky face. And then you try and run away. And then that's it. That's the spooky face. That's the end. This is right up brilliant? your street. I feel like you've wasted oh, your entire life looking at this, this, this website. Um, ben, do you remember... I, I, I know I might have mentioned this TV show before, but do you remember Marvel's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D.? Yes. Bloody um, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. started quite like this. Because if you remember, one of the big problems with Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. was that uh, its main conceit couldn't happen until halfway through season one. Right. And because it was about Hydra and S.H.I.E.L.D. Mm. So they had to tread water for the first 12 episodes until they got to when Civil War was released and they could reveal that one of their team was a Hydra traitor. And they treaded water by these concepts called 084s. Okay, these are... And 084s or 084s were unexplained anomalous things that they had to find and contain. Oh, uh, one of them was Sky, who turned out to be Daisy Johnson, who turned out to be Quake. Okay. Uh, another another one was an Asgardian staff that made people who that made people who find it go a bit bonkers and gave them super strength. Classic. Uh, another one was a Cree laser and stuff like that. Uh, another one was one of the Chitauri helmets that made that had a mind virus in it, but it it, it had this concept, and I think I was the only person who liked that part of Agents of Shield. Oh right, everyone else was kind Although, of like. Eh. It wasn't as good as SCP, Ben. And I think it wasn't as good as SCP because it was written by a writer's room. Yeah. Not people who were inspired to really want to write about that kind of thing mm. on the internet. Mm. Like, I, I think it's... The amount of passion that goes into some of those entries is is crazy. You know what I mean? Like, it's it's proper writing and the quality is very high. Um, and I think it's great. I'm I'm such a huge fan of it as I think. I'm really glad you enjoyed it, actually. Um, ben, I did. This is my favorite recommendation you've ever given on the podcast. Excellent, excellent. Um, in it's that... one of those things. Like I said, I was always kind of slightly aware of it, but I never, I never got got into it. Yeah, you never got into it, and now you just have that little push. That little push. Yeah. Um, very, very, very no, much. it's very good. Um, I'm a big fan of it uh, personally, and I think the Super Science Friends are great as well. But mm. more than that, I think it's a great example of of because we we have we have that again another dark side to it. We have crap like Tumblr, where uh, Ooh, no, Ben taking a shot on. of the whole of Tumblr, where people post their weird slash fiction Ooh. or whatever, Ooh. and communities feel wrong like, with slash fiction. Ben, yeah, there's a couple of things wrong with slash fiction. You obviously Michael. haven't read any of the Michael and Ben slash fiction. <laughs> nah, I have. I wrote it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> very good. <laughs> <laughs> Why do you think I'm always the top? Um, but uh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> come on, Ben. I think that's one of the darker elements of it, and I think this shows that the internet can produce really fantastic kind of um, solid content, um, mm. and I really like it. So, ladies and gentlemen, 
No, hold on, man. Oh, wait, okay. Um, now, I know you were kind of saying you kind of somewhat smeared creepypasta. Um, I didn't mean to smear it. I'm just saying the quality is not as high. No, because it's not as well maintained and it's not no. as uh, it's not as rigorous. But Ben, I'm going to give you a little recommendation. It's a tiny short story. One uh, on creepypasta called Candle Cove. Candle Cove. Okay. Yes, uh, I really, really, really like it. Okay. Also, have you ever heard of the Adventures of? Uh, is it the Adventures of Huckleberry Finn or the Adventures of Mark Twain? Uh, the Adventures of Huckleberry Finn. With the really creepy. No, not the book. The the really creepy video kids claymation video oh yeah the, that's so it's mark twain mark twain where they where they meet satan yeah that was so weird I, yeah that that kind of vibe always reminds me of fcp that kind of what is this thing yeah what oh, is make it go away yeah make it stop please stop um yeah i, I get that feeling from a lot of the scp stuff as mm. well anyway michael yes ben to round it up because we're out of time um wrap it up la- wrap ladies it up. and gentlemen um Please take a look at all the things that we've recommended today. We, we can't recommend them highly enough. Um, get your little Super Science friends going. Um, if the creators of Super Science friends want to give us a shout, go on. Um, do, please. Um, SCP, check out your SCPs and tell us what your favorite is down below in the comments, please. We would love to hear what you think of them. Um, shout out to the wonderful Lord Bung and his uh, miniseries, Confinement. Um, yeah. And a big shout out to Volgan as well, who does really nice audio kind of uh, content on YouTube. Based also, Ben, SCP. tell the people to get onto their local comic book retailer and get on that Black Hammer. Yeah, get, a, get on that, get on that good Black Hammer shit. Um, mm. It's great. Um, have a little read. It's it's weird. It's twisted. It's strange, and it's it's wonderful. Mm. Um, so anyway. Um, that's all from us give us now a like share and subscribe down below um, let us yep. know what you thought yep. of this week's pod um, and uh, do subscribe ben, tell, the, tell the people to follow us on insta so they can see our weekly comic book there is also gram of an instant quality uh, go check that yep. out um, please give us a shout we're also on facebook although I think facebook's a dead medium at this point I'm not sure um, but, but let us know over on just, just get in touch we're, we're lonely um, I live in a tiny apartment in Florence. Get in touch. I want to hear from you. Um, okay, everybody. Bye. Bye.